Hello, beloved. You are welcome to today's episode. Thank you for tuning in today. God bless you. Father, we thank you for this awesome son and this daughter that have come to listen to your word and to find inspiration from you. Lord, we present them. Spirit, soul, and body, Lord, we ask that you will lift up the spirit man and cause them to see that they were made for so much more. Cause them to see through your eyes who they truly are and help them to live it out in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Praise God. (laughs) Wow. Today I just want to delve deeper into who you are as a spirit person. You know, at the end of the day, you are spirit You have a soul and you live in a body. And that spirit is who you really are. Most of the time we confuse who we really are to the body. You see, our body was given to us by a father to flesh out his purpose here on earth. We needed to have a body in order to reign on the earth and have dominion on the earth. It's just like when astronauts need to go to space. They have to wear a space gear. It doesn't mean that they are the space gear. Who they are is within the space gear. The space gear is there to help them navigate life in space. It literally makes them survive in space. Without the gear, they wouldn't be able to survive out there. And so it is with us. We're giving this body in order to fulfill a purpose And so what we find most of the time is we get so caught up in the circumstances around our body because the chromosomes that came from our father and our mother to constitute the body sometimes begin to speak louder to us. And so we begin to look at ourselves based on the framework in which we live. And you see that even from the very beginning, the way the Lord will speak about his people And just the processes that went on, even some of the parents got revelations about their children that had nothing to do with the bloodline. It had nothing to do with what they got from their father or their mother. Yes, your physical body constitutes of all that is in the gene pool from your parents. But these people had special destinies. Their spirit man chose to come and fulfill an assignment. Just like Isaiah had told the Lord, here am I, send me. When the Lord was asking before all spirit beings, he's like, who shall we send? Who will call for us? Isaiah said, here am I, send me. I believe that each one of us answered this call. At some point in time, our spirit beings living in the Father, existing in the kingdom of God. When the Lord called out and asked, Who shall go for us? Who shall we send? We all answered. We answered at different periods for the time we chose to come. We chose the dispensation where we will be of most influence. Yes, we did. And we came to a time when we would be the most impactful. So I continue to encourage you, beloved, that if you are still trying to find out what your impact is here on the earth. 
Remember, it's not about self. It's not about promoting self. It's not about, oh, I'm so this, I'm so that. It's about bringing glory to God, bringing his kingdom on earth, because we are the one to bring his kingdom on earth. That's why he asks us, even though Christianity as a whole, with different denominations, will not agree on several things. There's one thing we agree on. It is the Lord's Prayer. And so we all pray that prayer and we say, Lord, let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That's one thing we can all agree on. And we are praying it because we are called to live it out. We are praying it because this is Father's heart. That that's which he has in heaven, that kingdom, that culture, that nature, that entire existence that is in heaven will become the existence that man establishes on earth. Because the heavens, even the highest heavens, belongs to the Lord. But the earth he has given to the sons of men. So, beloved, I want us to consider two men. And begin to listen to how they were spoken of. By their parents or by an angel. And I want you to begin to see for yourself that we are so much more than just flesh and blood. We are deeper. We are destined. We are called to literally confront a situation. Wherever you are placed, begin to ask the Lord, what am I called to confront in this area? So first of all, it intrigues me, the story of Noah. It's so intriguing because you see this story being told. It starts with the father. In Genesis 5, from verse 28, his father was Lamech. And Lamech lived 182 years and had a son. And he called his son Noah, saying, This one will comfort us concerning our work and toil of our hands because of the ground which the Lord had cursed. Isn't that fascinating? So you remember when Adam and Eve fell, the Lord had pronounced a curse. Let's just go straight to the verse. It's in Genesis 3.17. Then to Adam he said, Because you have heeded the voice of your wife, And have eaten from the tree of which I commanded you, saying, You shall not eat of it. Cursed is the ground for your sake. In toil you shall eat of it all the days of your life. (laughs) So what I hear Lamech saying is that the curse that was upon the land, the land that was such a torn in man's flesh, was going to be broken By his own son. Who places flesh and blood in such authority. In such position. If not because Lamech had a relationship with God. That he could tell what the spirit being's assignment was. What his son's assignment was. This was not something that could be done by physical strength. Or oh we are in the bloodline that we will break Adam's curse. Well. Come to think about it. We possibly are now. With the gift of Jesus Christ. I for the longest of time. Thought that Jesus Christ broke the curse. Placed on the soil. Because of what Adam did. But I am literally seeing here. That God raised a man. That a man had an assignment. Even before Jesus. Many years before Jesus. That he was going to use to break the curse. How did he go about this? It's remarkable. 
because this actually came to fruition. Because after he had Noah, was at a time when the benign Elohim came and were taking the daughters of men and having sexual relations with them and birthing giants. And this is the story of the Nephilims. This the whole history of how they came to this earth and began to sow seed upon the earth. So it was such a horrible thing that most of the women were actually going after the sons of God. These are fallen angels, fallen sons of God who had left their estates, their heavenly estate, and they were looking at men. These were huge beings, very huge. Every part of their bodies were huge, and women were attracted to them. And whether you are attracted to them or not, they would just take whatever they wanted and they would go to their realm with these women. And they will have other children here on the earth. So people's wives were leaving them for the B'nai Elohim. It was crazy times Noah came to be. So you read that in Genesis 6. Now it came to pass when the men began to multiply on the face of the earth and daughters were born to them that the sons of God saw the daughters of men that they were beautiful and they took wives for themselves of all whom they chose. And the Lord said, My spirit shall no longer strive with man forever, for he is indeed flesh, yet his days shall be 120 years. And then it goes on to talk about in verse 5, Then the Lord saw that the wickedness of man was great on the earth, and that every intent of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. And the Lord was sorry that he made man on the earth. I will destroy man whom I have created from the face of the earth, both man and beast, creeping thing, and birds of the earth, for I am sorry that I have made them. But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. So with all these mixtures of DNA, Noah was of, of a pure seed. He found favor before God. And how do we know he was of a pure seed? Genesis 6 verse 9 says, This is the genealogy of Noah. Noah was a just man, perfect in his generations. Perfect in his generations. So there was probably nobody else that wasn't contaminated with the seed of the Benai Elohim. Noah walked with the Lord. Remember, his great-grandfather was Enoch, the one that walked with God and suddenly he was not. He was just not on the earth. He, was, he didn't die. He wasn't buried. He just kept spending time with God. And then he was not. One time God said, I don't think you're going to come back. <laughs> and he was like, fine, Lord. I would rather be with you. He's like, I'll give you my heart. I'll give you my life. I desire no other existence but to be with you. So this is the genealogy he came from. Remarkable. In verse 11, the earth was also corrupt before God, and the earth was filled with violence. So God looked upon the earth, and indeed it was corrupt, for all flesh had corrupted their way on the earth. <laughs> Coming back. Oh, it's all about you. It's all about you, Jesus. I'm sorry, Lord, for the thing I made it. It's all about you. 
God, it's all about you, Jesus. So an ordinary man, perfect in his generations, was going to be used by God to reset creation and restore. First, there had to be a cleansing work done. First, the Lord had to cleanse the earth of that DNA, that corrupt seed, and the actions of man, and the filthiness that was going on. It was a crazy time. So we see in Genesis 7, verse 17 to 19, that the Lord sent a flood, and here it talks about the flood. I just want to walk you through the process of this reset. I will strongly advise that you you take time and read all of Genesis 6, all of Genesis 7, 8, and 9. Just, just read all of this, and you will be amazed at how the Lord redeemed everything he did. Now, the flood was on the earth 40 days. The waters increased and lifted up the ark, and it rose above the earth. The waters prevailed and greatly increased on the earth. And the ark moved about on the surface of the waters. And the waters prevailed exceedingly on the earth. And all the high hills under the whole heaven were covered. Look at that. That is just like deja vu. Because this is how the Lord began creating. Right? There was water everywhere and the spirit of the Lord was upon the waters. Here you see that the waters were everywhere. It covered the earth. And the ark, the ark moved on the surface of the waters. And you know, (laughs) this was a supernatural ark. The whole process of building it, the dimensions, how these animals could walk in, all kinds of wild animals could tamely walk in. It was a supernatural build. So the spirit of the Lord was behind that ark. So for it to hover around the waters, for it to be on top, it was doing something very similar to what happened in the beginning. When the spirit of the Lord hovered upon the waters. And you find that in Genesis 1-2. The earth was without form and void and darkness was on the face of the deep. And the spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. Hallelujah. God, you are worthy. Help us see you. See who we are called to be. See who we are made to be, God. Much more than a natural born. Called by your spirit. Living by your spirit, one with you, defining your kingdom, God. We are so much more. We are so much more. You are so much more. You may feel like you're in a very tough situation right now. I don't know what that situation is. Maybe you're dealing with an infirmity or dealing with just... A chaotic family issue. Or maybe your world seems to be turning upside down. Maybe you can't even feel your body anymore. You don't even know when it's morning or when it's nighttime. Maybe you're just a shell of yourself right now. 
I begin to speak the spirit of God over you to begin to hover over your life, spirit of the living God. I ask that you begin to move in that life and that situation. I ask that you begin to show them who they are, that just like Noah, a man perfect in all his generations came into being in the time when the Benai Elohim were creating DNA seed lines that was a mixture of what you didn't design for humanity that just brought a lot of corruption, a lot of wickedness because these giants were terrorists on the earth because man had no control anymore. Because man engaged in all kinds of sinful ways and wicked ways. Because they were taught by the Benai Elohim. They were fallen ones and they would teach them the evil ways. The ways of the fallen one, Satan. A man was thoroughly corrupted. But you brought one in that generation to change it all. To break the curse. He had to come at such a time as that. Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus, I ask that you will help us, that you will help this loved one to see that they are there in that situation to break the curse, to turn situations around. In the mighty name of Jesus, I ask, oh Holy Spirit, that you will show them how, just like you showed Noah, you gave him the dimensions of the ark. You instructed him to make sure the animals came in by twos. You instructed him to make sure that the plants were preserved. You instructed him to make sure that his sons and all those you wanted were in the covering of the ark before you release the rain. So, Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, I ask that you begin to strengthen that daughter and that son of yours to understand that they are protected and they have all that they need to confront that situation and to change it around for your glory. In the mighty name of Jesus, let them know that they do not walk alone, that they move by supernatural strength and that they can do all things through you in the mighty name of Jesus. So, Lord, I want to join faith with them, Lord, inside of you, Lord, one with you. You said where two or three agree concerning anything on earth, it's already established in heaven. So, Lord, we begin to present this issue concerning your son and your daughters right now and we begin to agree lord that it is finished it is done in the mighty name of jesus that wisdom and understanding and knowledge is released upon them to begin to address that situation and bring it into alignment show them how to break the curse show them how to bring victory and order into that chaos in the mighty name of jesus so when the whole flood had taken place and now we're in chapter 9. You will see what God said to Noah. So God blessed Noah and his sons and said to them, Be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth. Is that another day, Javu? <laughs> Genesis 9, 7. And he said, As for you, be fruitful and multiply. Bring forth abundantly in the earth and multiply in it. He totally resets the whole process of creation with Noah. This is incredible. All of humanity died. Only Noah's family were preserved. God was beginning to start a new race with his righteous seed. Hallelujah. And all of that corruption 
He erased in the flood. See, he had said the same thing to the first people in Genesis 1, 28 to 30. Then God blessed them, Adam and Eve, and said to them, Be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. The same instructions. So now Noah lived up to his call as a mighty spirit being who answered the call of God to come and wipe out a generation of contaminated DNA. When his father said that he was going to break the curse, he really did. Because in Genesis 8, from verse 20 to 22, then Noah built an altar to the Lord and took of every clean animal and of every clean bird and offered burnt offerings on the altar and the Lord smelled a soothing aroma. Then the Lord said in his heart, I will never again curse the ground for man's sake. Hallelujah. He broke the curse. See, after the whole cleansing by water, he took animals and gave it as a sacrifice to God. He gave the blood offering to God. And it smelled good to the Lord. And the Lord made a promise that that curse will no longer be on the ground. Noah broke the curse exactly the, the way the father had said. When Lamech said in Genesis 5 verse 29, he said, he called his name Noah saying, this one will come for us concerning our work and the toil of our hands because of the ground which the Lord has cursed. And now the same man followed through with every instruction God told him to the T. And finally, he offered the sacrifice to the Lord. And the Lord was moved in his spirit. And he came and he loved the sacrifice that was now coming from the earth, a purged earth, from a man who offered him worship, not the ones who disobeyed his instruction. And so because of Noah, the curse was broken. I will never again curse the ground for man's sake. Although the imagination of man's heart is evil from his youth, nor will I again destroy every living thing as I have done. While the earth remains, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, winter and summer, and day and night shall not cease. Hallelujah. He restored the seasons. He restored the timings. He restored the weather. He restored the earth. Who are you? Who are you called to be? Don't take yourself for granted. Don't take yourself for granted at all. You were called for a purpose. You are here to redeem, to break a curse, to restore. For much more so now that Jesus Christ has broken the chains that held you bound. And through Christ Jesus, the same power that raised him from the dead now lives in you. To do exploits for the Lord. Begin to dig deep right now. Begin to seek the Father's face and the Father's heart. Begin to ask the Lord. Ask him to show you step by step how to break that curse in your family. How to rise above that situation and look at it from a different angle. 
and see why you are in that situation at such a time as this. You have been given authority by God. He has set you apart for a reason. He knows that within you is all that it takes to address that situation. Because he's given it to you. And if only you can remember when you said, here am I, send me. If only you can remember, you will do it. So today in Jesus' name, I ask that the Spirit of God will bring you to remembrance who you are. The assignment upon your life that will bring liberation for so many. The joy, the laughter that you bring to lives. I speak it back into fruition that you will be able to see it that you will move past the things that you've been through that you will not allow anything else define you but the spirit of God will define you that you will not allow the earth to compress you into its mold because of the experiences you've had because of the things you have been through no in the mighty name of Jesus may you begin to leave out the destiny that was written concerning you from the very beginning may you live it out may you see who you truly are in the mighty name of Jesus God bless you have an awesome day we are going to return tomorrow to talk about the second person I mentioned earlier so stay tuned for it tomorrow. We are going to dive in deeper. God bless you now. Have an awesome day. Bye.